Howdy do, buckaroos. This is the incomparable TV podcast. Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. We are talking about Westworld. Thank you to Jason and everyone at Incomparable for hosting us and our nonsense, I guess. Nonsense <laughs> works for me. I'm good with nonsense. I am your host, Kelly Gamont. With me as always is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. I would like to point out uh, this episode. Uh, this is the reaction show for season two, episode eight, Kiksuya. And that means remember, I believe, yes, in, in, uh, Lakota. in Lakota. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for people who don't know, uh, we're going to break it down. Uh, I have a timer ready to go. I'm going to set it for 20 minutes. When it goes off, uh, we're going to wrap up the show. So that's what's going to happen. And uh, boy, howdy, do we have a lot to jam into the next 20 minutes. And they start now. Uh, first of all, I I think I texted you this, Don, right when I started watching tonight. And what I said was, I know I can't take anything for granted with Westworld, but I'd really like to be able to take for granted that this is what the previously is going to be from now on. <laughs> oh, yes. Because I love it. <laughs> I love it. I am here for it. It's so efficient. And the choices made for what gets words and what just gets images is really interesting to me. It's like its whole, its own movie, right? Yes. I I feel like the season three recap is just going to be all the season two previously. So there's going to be like four sentences in the whole damn thing. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I, I really enjoyed that. And uh, this time, uh, so I, I thought it was a perfect setup. And this yeah. time we didn't get a cold open. No. We didn't get a cold open. We, you know, we went uh, directly to the uh, the wonderful music we all love. Yes. Uh, and then the back of our heads fell out with this episode. <laughs> and so, after, I just want to cut to the end and say, my wife usually doesn't say a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she barely says anything during the show, and she usually doesn't say anything at the end. And she was like, "Damn." This is like maybe the best West world ever. That was the best story and best characters. And it just, Ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do they keep doing this every episode to keep up in the ante? So right. the thing well, I was struck by this was how much again, like episode five, I kind of know my, mm-hmm. just how much is in another language. Mm-hmm. Also, a thing I thought was really interesting in this episode was uh, the amount of reading. Um, yes, the and, amount of reading. But partly, like, to so first of all, let's talk about the two huge check boxes that this show filled in, that this particular episode filled in for our show. And they are, A, Kelly got an entire damned episode about the Ghost Nation. Oh, my God. Which, okay. Which, in the previous analysis show, I think Kelly spent 15 minutes talking about that. <laughs> about how bad I want there to be a Ghost Nation episode. How excited I am that it looks like we might be getting one because they didn't really show us anybody else. Oh, I was... Even if it had not been the standout episode it was, I still would have been in heaven. Because I was so excited that we finally got a little background. So that was super great. And then the next box that it checked was a heart-shaped box. Because we finally got that. I called it out as soon as the first two notes hit. (laughs) I know. 
I, I yelled from the couch, Nirvana. Well, and I kept wondering because it seems like every episode we get a song. And so I was wondering how they were going to work that into this. And it was, again, a callback to season one to me uh, when when Maeve gets her tour to, uh, you know, that that beautiful moment when she's walking through yeah. the building and, and we get the same thing with Akichita. And I apologize to Akichita. I know he's made up, but I've been pronouncing his name wrong for all of this season. And apparently it's Akichita, not Akachita. So sorry about that, sir. Um, this episode turned inside out everything that we thought we knew and everything that we thought we understood. And it turns out that they're not really security, but we still, for as much as we saw about them and as much as we know now, I still don't feel like we really know a lot about them. Well, I, I think there's still lots of unanswered questions, but yes. let's talk a little bit about the episode. Let's so find out what, let's talk, talk about what we do know. We, what we do know is we, we kept thinking William's going to just bite it any moment now. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, and, and then rather than let him die, uh, Akechita keeps him alive. And apparently the theme here is, and we'll get the reflection on this at the end, mm. keeps him alive as a punishment. Yeah. And, basically and like takes him, oh. takes him to the, and takes him to his camp. Mm-hmm. You know, he, uh, is in full ghost nation makeup. Yes. Takes him to his camp where they're keeping Maeve's daughter. And Akechita is, super gentle uh is like the world's nicest uncle mm-hmm. to uh, and not the scary sexy uncle the world's nicest uncle to Maeve's daughter and yes. uh, and tells her very clearly that the the man that William well, won't hurt her anymore yeah cuz she's f- like he looks up and s- so he he hauls William off the man, the man in black off the horse down to the ground and while he's on the ground, Akichita looks up and sees Maeve's daughter. And she's f- genuinely freaked out. I mean, yeah, she's seen some shit. So she's freaked out. So he goes over to her and says, you don't have, basically, you don't have to be afraid. He won't hurt you. But before he goes over there, he tells the man in black that death is an exit. Death is a portal from this world to a better one or something like that. And then says... You don't deserve the exit, which was, I thought that was which I pretty... wrote down. You don't deserve the exit because I texted you. Because one thing it reminded me of was um, a moment in Orphan Black when one of the characters is uh, about to die and says to one of the other characters who's starting to cry, who's very emotional about it, says, "No tears. These shites aren't worth the salt." And I, I loved that so much in that moment. It really struck me. And that's kind of how I feel like, you know, you're not worth bothering to kill. Like, feels like an insult twice to me. Well, um, I really enjoyed not it. Only not not worth killing. He actually worked on, uh, and his people worked on healing him to right. keep him alive so he could be tormented more. Yes. I thought that was really interesting. Oh, and then... And then what happened to him? What happened to him, Don? <laughs> so, so what? So, wait a second. Uh, just as a, a note here, friend of the show, Tom Bridge, uh, just <laughs> is currently to... freaking out in my iMessages right now. Yeah, he just said he said the same thing I said to you when I got done with the episode. Yes. Wow, that's all I got right now. <laughs> yes, and I told, and then I texted you. I'm sitting through the credits. I just need a minute because. <laughs> 
like i'm really i'm gonna have to go like sit quietly with this in a dark room in a little while um it was astounding um so but what happens to him well what we do is he he goes uh uh Ak- goes and tells the uh mave's daughter who we still don't do we know her name i, I don't know her name i if yeah if it's been announced it was the same way that we knew katya herbers was playing emily right. was playing grace you know so right so anyway um uh he goes in uh and he's obviously completely awake yes right? a kitchen is oh he yeah he knows and and he also implies that she's awake too because she remembers her past life he like he basically it, says like you remember or something like that and she doesn't right. like she says nothing in this right. entire episode. She just so apparently, reacts. apparently the 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 Native American contingent, a proxy for all Native Americans, the Ghost Nation contingent in Westworld started out with rather idyllic lives. And yeah. uh, and his partner, uh, uh, Kohana and their family, the hosts they were with, oh. they just had these like wonderful lives. And then one day. Akichita hears shots in the distance and he walks over and I see him walking up to the church in Escalante. Oh, and I just know, oh, oh. I suddenly know it's 34 years ago. Yeah. I knew exactly what he was going to find when he went on the other, when he went into town. And sure enough, there's Arnold, not Bernard Old. It's the original Arnold. Alon Arnold. With a in a puddle. Long, yeah, yeah. And you hear, by the way, the reveries playing on the, the little uh, you hear the up, record uh, player winding down, which to me was right. like the saddest. Yes, like listening to him do that Dolores, was just oh. Then you see Dolores with a hole in her head because she shot herself. We saw that yeah. whole thing in episode ten of season one. She shot herself down there, and you see the other hosts laying around too. And so, uh, you know, and then uh, Kitchen goes inside the bar where Arnold had put down his drink. And the puzzle, Charlie's puzzle, mm-hmm. and Akichita picks up the puzzle, and he talks about finding that, and then he becomes obsessed with the symbol, the maze. Yes, it be, he just gets totally fixated on it, uh, and to the annoyance of the rest of his tribe. <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, later on, he gets reprogrammed to be. Uh, you know the the evil, bloodthirsty Indian, right? Yes. that is so typical of he bad westerns. He needs to westerns. be like more badass, and he needs to be the strong, silent type. We find out that he's getting rewritten. For yeah, reasons he's getting rewritten to us. Uh, I think what he said they, they they erased the man I was. Yeah, and uh, but it was in after one of these incredibly repetitive raiding parties where he's killing hosts the same hosts over and over and over and over again and he you know he talks about in his head you know being able to tell the difference between those he couldn't wasn't allowed to kill the newcomers and it was at that time he stumbles across logan logan delos yes fallen off his horse and crawled to uh whatever the hell it was and lost his Fool mind. And remember how oh, I called it? That is... That's what's happening? It's totally what happened. Yeah. 
I'm yeah, wrong a lot, so I'm really excited when I'm accidentally right. So, woohoo! Yeah, he, he was what is commonly called, and I believe this is the clinical name for it, batshit crazy. Indeed, can confirm. But, but he said some things that got in a kitchen's ear, and later on, he went to try to find him again. But the big thing is that... Well, and what was interesting is that he's in the... So he's sitting in the sun. He's obviously in the wrong place. He knows he's in the wrong place because he knows... Because he he knows what's up. He knows that there's a, a, a real world and that this is a theme park and, you know, all of those things. And he somehow, like, actually notices the kitchen is there and says, this is the wrong world. Yes, that and was repeated many times. But this that's is the, wrong the thing world. that worms into Akita's head and will not leave. So, uh, and the thing is, is what he uh, he eventually discovers uh, first on his own uh, the valley beyond. You know, William's dig site completed, and he recognizes it as the door of this world. But mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go through it. Then he has to go find. Kohana, but Kohana's written into a, a new narrative who doesn't remember him yes. uh, yet. So he takes her against her will. Well, he so the two, we see their pain. life together. Like to start with, we see he's telling the story of they have this life together. And then one day. So, yeah. No. Yeah. And, that, and what did you say? That was the, uh, you said on, uh, you said, uh, that was the first time I lost her. Oh, no's. Yeah. In all caps. In all caps. <laughs> and I say that a lot. So this is one case where autocorrect actually got it correct because I typed O and then it tried to fill in for me no's. And I was like, yay. Because it, because it knows you, Kelly. Yes. So, oh, that was the first time I lost her was just so heartbreaking. And but he I, gets her back, I, oh. and he frees her. Well, here's the, here's the, edge, the thing, is that he sees her later. He sees her later. Yeah. And yeah. realize it in a in a different tribe, as part of a different a different settlement. And he, yeah. and he starts looking at her and basically gets another dude, tries to step to him, you know, the fuck you looking at? And he's like, I can look where I want. And But he realizes that that's Kohana. That's who she is. And so he goes to her. He goes in the night and like tippy toes into her tent and she freaks out and he ties up her wrists and he takes her with him and he washes off all the makeup and they they go to where they used to live. And he pulls out his knife and goes very gently toward her, like, which is very which is very hard because it's a BFK. And he's like, I, you know, trying to be like, I come in peace. And he cuts the the ties on her wrists and stands there with her and basically and just sort it, of waits it out. And what does he say? Uh, what's the line about the heart? I don't want to screw it up. He says, take so my good. heart with you when you go. And then yeah. she says, uh, take, take mine in, take mine in its place. And, and oh, she remembers. So... In, she says, okay. Okay. And she remembers and he draws her out as well. Yeah. Into uh, into the beginning of consciousness by being able to remember. And they go to the valley beyond, but the door is closed. And, well, it's like you know, filled you in. See the like, old, there's no stuff yeah, there anymore. That's, that's what I mean. It's filled in. And you see the, but you see the Trona pinnacles there on top, right? Because that's what's it's yes. being covered by. 
the Trona Pinnacles is a geological formation in California, folks. If you haven't been following along with the home game, like you should. <laughs> anyway, so they they keep looking for it because he, he says, I know we'll be able to find it together, but oh shit. In the morning when he's going out and getting food, she gets scooped uh, up by a car by Dune Buggy. Yeah, by the by the uh Dune Buggy techs with their scary ass red helmets. Mm-hmm. And uh Akichita spends years searching uh for her. Well, like and then he, ten or something. Yeah, nine years. And then he finally realizes the only way to find her is to follow her in death underground because there's there's somebody else in his uh, in um, Kohana's tribe that was formerly in his tribe mm-hmm. that is waking up the older lady. Remember, she's the one who t- uh, talked to Emily in mm-hmm. episode three, I believe. Yes. When she said, "I'm going to take you to the oldest of us." Remember, yes. that's it's the same person. So um, I believe it's the same person. I think so. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, he dies and he goes in, and it's obviously a long time ago. I mean, it's not, it's not Logan and William a long time ago. Oh, uh, but it's a long time ago because these are texts and stuff that we don't recognize, and they are like, just lose their shit when they realize this host hasn't died in nine years. And mm-hmm. so, because they couldn't control him the same way, and it's like um, uh, they want to, um, um, uh, they want to. <laughs> We're all getting uh, distracted because Tom is watching the episode yeah, Bridge, in the airport. <laughs> yeah, Tom Bridge is why uh, before he gets on this long ass plane ride, so he's going to tell us. His, and he his, said, his "Give Zach McLaren all the awards, all the awards." Yes. Zon yes. McLaren, all the uh, Zon McLaren, all the awards. Anyway, so they decide to run an update on Akichita, which you know, I'm sure I haven't had an update in nine years, so I, I can understand what he means. But uh, so they go away because you know they said, "Oh, this is going to take five hours to do." And Akichita opens his eyes and just walks off, and he does a semi grand tour like Maeve, but he knows. How does he know this? He goes down to sub-level uh, 83. 82? Three. Okay. 83. 82 is where um, uh, Bernard went to, uh, right. say, science. Uh, 83 is where the uh, uh, cold storage is. And he goes down there and he finds uh, Kohana in cold storage and he finds other people in his tribes. And it was just... Oh God! It was just—it just hit me right in the feels. I mean, Jesus, yeah. his his performance and that, and and also when he talks about the moment of clarity that he had—that is, he yes. was only seeing it through his eyes. He he realized looking at that room of all these basically meat slabs that. Mm-hmm. You know, all the stories, all the people who'd also lost someone they loved. Uh, And uh, he just walks back up and walks and lays back down on the plot to be to be put back in his loop. Yeah. And I thought, this guy is brilliant. You know, he's he's like Dolores smart. Yeah. 
And uh, and then he's, you know, then what he tries to do is he tries to wake everybody else up in his tribe by yes. teaching them the maze. And well, um, and he explains like there he finds, you know, others who have lost someone. And he's like, I know that they're sad. And I know that like, I know they all have sorrow and I know they don't know why, because he's standing there and he sees Kohana in cold storage and he goes to her and is like, I found you. Hey, what's up? And nothing, yeah. obviously, but nothing. And he can't like he can't reach her. And he says, I realized that my pain is selfish in that in that moment. I realized my pain was selfish because I could see beyond myself for the first time. And everyone has this sorrow because everyone has lost someone this way, but they don't. And and carries this sorrow, but they don't know why. Right. And I just that was just that was a pretty accurate description of an emotion and a pretty nuanced emotion to be able to describe for people. And he's a robot. And yeah. it was well, just it really yeah, it hitch in the field. It right? really got me hard right there with that so there we go that's time you guys have no idea we haven't even made it to like all of the well, the we need to we need to very yes, quickly do it real quick. very, very quickly yes. the thing yes. that struck me was after he tries to wake everybody else up yes. stumbling across ford uh c- cutting oh, scouts off that and was then... just their their conversation was so amazing well, and he, he's stunned because he's like, you've been you've been out in the darkness, and he realizes that Kichita has become conscious on his own. Yes, you're like a flower and, blooming in the darkness. And he's he's like stu- he's not gonna change him, he's not gonna do anything else. And he asked him where he first saw the symbol, and he, he said it's when the creator When the death uh, the creator met killed the creator. The creator when death re- and and Ford says, you know, so Dolores well, has a third nickname now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dolores Wyatt and Deathbringer. Yes. <laughs> and so he tells Akichita, you know, when you see Deathbringer, the Deathbringer uh, come after from me. me, you will know, you will know to round up your people and which he does. He finds. Uh, so it's funny. Akichita was the first one after the Escalani massacre to find anyone. Yeah. And he's the first one. After uh, the uh, 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 the Gala massacre, to find anyone, mm-hmm. don't you think maybe Akichita is like that fucking wolf? Mm-hmm. That was the first There's thing some... I thought was: is he gonna run into? Is he or, gonna run into the wolf? Like, as or the two of them are there, like, checking that it out before is like some sort of metaphor for Akichita. Anyway. The, the whole other thing that's going on at the same time, the other story woven in to this episode is the story with Maeve on the table. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, well, before we do that, I just want to talk of- for a, a second about um, Akichita because uh, Emily rolls up and says, oh, look, you have my dad. And he goes, yeah, but you can't have him because uh, we're not done making him hurt yet. And she's like, no, no. I'm his daughter. I totally got this. Whatever you guys can do, I'm worse. Can I have but him? She, and they're like, cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, and she's you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, tw- uh, twice as hers, but she's saying it all in Lakota. She's speaking William to them already... in Lakota, and he's right. he says like like he cannot be allowed to continue. He needs to hurt, and she said, mm-hmm. "We both want the same thing, and my way is much much worse." But in right. Lakota, but the, the the thing is, William doesn't understand Lakota because he says in the beginning exactly of the episode, she's "Doing it." Yeah, because she doesn't want him to know. And now we know what her uh, part of her secret agenda is. Anyway, right. so the other thing that's going on is uh, Maeve uh, being uh, drug up to be fixed. Uh, the the Weasley tech. Oh, God, I'm so. Oh. I really hope he gets his stuff. Uh, but the thing is, Sizemore dragging oh. uh, Maeve <laughs> in there has given them the key to how to yes. control the hosts. As Dolores suspected last episode. Yeah. But, but what's going on uh, uh, is that, believe it or not. Leave it around the table didn't the... do anything to her power. Yes. And she's actually communicating long distance with Akichita. And now she understands. Now she doesn't fear him. And what does she say at the closing line? Oh, she take... says, take my heart when you go. Yes. Oh, because he says we will care. He says, oh, he says the same thing that Bernard says when he has to take Peter Abernathy to cold storage, which we found out later in, in an interview with Lois Hertham, which was basically like he says, like, we will care for your daughter as our own until you come for her. If you are still alive, we've got her and she's good. And if it doesn't turn out that way, then die well. Something like that. Right. And. She says, take my heart when you go. Oh, God. And but she's still doing it. Like we find out later because Charlotte shows up and Charlotte picks up the tablet and says, oh, well, she's still doing it. Like they discover that she's still right accessing systems and rewiring the park and doing all of the stuff that that she was doing before. And I need to tell you that you guys are going to have a really large portion of the show, the analysis show this week, devoted to all of the ways that Lee Sizemore was in what would be Maeve's estimation, a really terrible human being. Which is what I texted you because (laughs) because it's a total compliment in this universe. And that's what happened. And we have to stop. What we see is we see Sizemore treating her like a human being. He's so good to her. And like he goes in and talks to her and he's like, he says he's sorry. And he sounds like he means it. And you deserve your, he says you deserve your daughter and to to mother her and watch her grow and share joy and be proud. And Oh God, it's, it was so nice. And I'm like, who are you? Like, oh, God. What did you do to Lee oh. Sizemore? <laughs> yeah, but, like somebody swapped out his but, cu- his brain velvet cupcake because he's all no. like sympathetic and shit. Like, yeah. Well, my my thought was that he's finally awake because he, is. he absolutely suffering, is suffering, suffering because of suffering. And I bet you that that's exactly that. that Stubbs is a few steps behind him on that same path, but we got to yes. stop. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, when you I watch this episode, everybody who's seen the episode has said, "Wow." So, a bunch. Uh, so when you this watch is very this episode, close to being, you, you need this, to plan this, to watch it twice. That's that's what I'm gonna say. 
Yes. Doesn't have to be in a row, but just make sure you have another hour later to to watch again and sit with it because it turns everything we know inside out about Ghost Nation. And I feel like that's important. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, we have to wrap up. So, yeah. Wow, I think, is uh, an accurate estimate of this this particular episode. I so enjoyed Lisa Joy's episode, but this is neck and neck. This is neck and neck with it, yeah. For hands down, my favorite. And honestly, right now it's winning because I finally got my Ghost Nation episode. (laughs) You've been uh, that, talking about this all season. I've been talking about it for a season and a half. Like, what are we going to find <laughs> out what their deal is? So, um, holy cow. You, yeah, see? Like, we couldn't even jam it all in 20 minutes. We, we try we, so we, hard. We haven't even talked about the preview for next episode, which looks like another punch in the gonads. It's j- oh, <laughs> that, yeah. If you thought this one was square in the fields, we haven't, we're not going to talk about it, but boy, howdy. So uh, that's going to do it for Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. This is the Westworld podcast on the Incomparable Network. Thanks to Jason and everyone for hosting us. And I do just want to point out that uh, I bet Jason in person last week at WWDC. I ran into him there. And when he saw me, he went, Howdy do, buckaroo, which is the first time that's ever happened in real life, and I was really excited about it, so I'm sharing it with all of you. <laughs> and um, last week, Kelly and I met in real life for the first time. That, yes, I've met Jason before. I just ran into him. But Don and I were actually in the same room together and actually got to say hello to each other in person for the first time. Y'all have no idea. So um, that's We've been talking do it. to each other for a year and a fucking <laughs> half. And- Way more than that, because we were well acquainted on Twitter before I went, well, of oh, course. Yeah. It's close so, to two years, right? At least. So um, anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks again to Jason and everyone at Incomparable. I'm your host for Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. Kelly Gamont with me as always is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, guys. And until we step into analysis for this episode, be excellent to each other. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. I mean, I'm totally not, but we're doing this shit anyway, right? Yeah. <clears throat> totally. To- <laughs> well, there's our tagline right there. <laughs> I was going to say, I got halfway through that and I'm like, well, this is the post credit bit. <laughs>